O Lord, open our lips, and our mouths will declare your praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The scripture for today is Ephesians 3, verses 1 through 12. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's word as we listen to Grace and Peace by Joel Zabel. Each phrase follows a gentle arch shape, a musical painting of the contrast between the sins we commit and the grace and peace that Christ brings us in his atonement for our transgressions. As each chorus reflects, this is truly an amazing mystery. Grace and peace, oh how can this be? Lawbreakers and thieves For the worthless the least You have said That our judgment is dead For all eternity Without hope, without rest Oh, what an amazing mystery what an amazing mystery that your grace has come to me.
Ephesians 3, verses 1 through 12. For this reason I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which is not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. A while back, I came across an article in the New York Times which told the story of a 22-year-old rapper and producer from East Harlem named Spencer Slayon, who got a lot of attention when he declared on Twitter, quote, My best friend is an 81-year-old white woman who lives in a retirement community in Florida. Apparently, Slayon met this older white woman, her name is Rosalind Gutman, online playing words with friends. They played over 300 games together, and over the course of time, a friendship blossomed as they began to engage in deep conversations. They eventually met in person when he took a trip to Palm Beach to meet his new best friend. It's a random story, and there isn't a whole lot of depth to it, but it made it into the New York Times and several other publications. Why? Because we long to see this sort of unity between different groups of people. We have this deep sense that this is the way that things are supposed to be, and so it warms our hearts when we encounter it. And we have this sense because this is, in fact, the way that things are supposed to be. And in the gospel, we have the hope that this little friendship is a picture of what actually will be in the kingdom and of what can be a reality in the church now. Because in his death, Jesus has broken down the wall of hostility that previously divided people. In him, a new humanity has been formed. This is the great mystery of Christ that Paul describes in this passage, a mystery he reveals in even clearer terms in Galatians 3.28 when he declares, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. We are all one in Christ Jesus. So consider, are we living out our oneness? Are you? The world around us is fixated on what separates us. What keeps us from finding unity but the church is called to be different and we can be because of the work of jesus on our behalf he calls he loves he accepts into his family people from every tribe tongue and nation and so should we
In the moments that follow, I'd encourage you to pray that the Spirit would impress on your heart a desire for gospel-centered unity. Pray that he would free you from the inclination to separate, to squabble, to assume your own superiority. Pray that the church would demonstrate the sort of unity that our world likes to see but can't seem to get anywhere near. Close with this prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning in rest we shall be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be our strength. By the might of thy Spirit, lift us, we pray thee, to thy presence, where we may be still and know that thou art God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.